Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, and it's shaping up to be another great episode of SJHL Weekly. Of course, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Rory McGorn and Jamie Neugebauer, shortly. And we will be joined today uh, by forward for the Humboldt Broncos, Cage Newens, who had a superb week for the Humboldt Broncos as they picked up three wins, as well as Alex Schweitzer of Sask Energy to talk about the goals for kids sports uh, program that's well underway uh, so far this season in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Before we get started, have to give a huge shout out to all of our sponsors here in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that support us throughout putting on all of our great shows. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support because without your support, of course, these shows would not be possible and it's time to bring in our co-host Rory and Jamie fellas it was a busy week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League uh Rory how was your weekend uh it was fantastic you know I'm missing you guys it's our second or third straight virtual show to start the new year here I can't speak for Nugsy but um I for one would like to be back in the studio and I can tell you that I am not wearing sweatpants right now wrapping up our virtual experience <laughs> here on the show but um, uh, uh, big shout out to all the neutral sites. There's a lot of them this week, but Martinsville, mm -hmm. uh, Wadena, and Rosetown. I know the crowds came out in droves. It was sold out in Martinsville for the Broncos and the North Stars. I'm sure the fans in Wadena and Rosetown also brought it. And you love those small rank neutral site games. So shout out to those three communities for bringing out their fans. It was awesome. Yeah, 100%. And the good news is, with the whole studio situation, we should be back uh, in studio next week for SJHL Weekly, but stay tuned. Uh, Nugsy, how was your weekend? Yeah, you know, full disclosure, I uh, didn't travel with the Hounds uh, in the north there. I watched the games on Hockey TV, though, and let me tell you, watching the team that one works for on Hockey TV is so painful. I think I probably lost some hair. I find it so so stressful to watch it on hockey TV. I can only imagine what it's like to be a hockey parent. So big time shout outs to the hockey parents out there who watch their kids on hockey TV. I'm very glad hockey TV exists and that the SJ has that uh, that relationship with it. But boy, oh boy, was it stressful for three days for me. I My heart was going through my chest. But there you go. I survived it. Thanks for asking. There, there you go. And of course, uh, if you can't make it out to any of the local rinks, you can get your subscription to Hockey TV uh, throughout the season. But yeah, let's get into the recap of this weekend. It was a very busy weekend in the SJHL. Uh, let's start with Friday. Four games on the schedule. The Weyburn Red Wings with a big 4-1 win at home over the Melville Millionaires. Humboldt with a 4-3 win over the Battlefords at the EPA. LaRange earning a 5-4 shootout win over the Estevan Bruins and a big win for the Melfort Mustangs, bouncing back, winning 7 7-1 over the Hounds. Then on Saturday, all 12 teams in action in the SJHL. Weyburn completing the weekend sweep of the Melville Millionaires with a 5-4 overtime win. Yorkton with their first win of 2023, winning 3-2 in a shootout over Melfort. Humboldt doubling up Battlefords 4-2 in Martinsville. Flin Flon with a 5-2 win over Notre Dame. Nipwin won their fifth straight game with a 3-2 win over the Kindersley Clippers in a shootout in Rosetown. And the Larange Ice will with a big 6-1 win over 
Estevan. And then finally, on Sunday, it wrapped up between LaRange and Notre Dame. These two teams going to overtime once again, and the LaRange Ice Wolves with a 3-2 overtime win. They get seven out of a possible eight points to wrap up their week. So to start it off, we have to start, I think uh, there's a couple of teams, I think this week, guys in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that had really good weeks. And let's start, Rory, with the Humboldt Broncos. They pick up six six points this week with three wins. And, of course, when you sweep the first-place battle for North Stars, it's mm -hmm. uh, a picture-perfect week for the Broncos. Uh, what did you think of their play this weekend? Uh, confidence is at an utmost high for the Humboldt Broncos, right? So there's 1,400 fans in Humboldt on Friday for that one-goal victory. And then in Martinsville, sold out in front of, you know, six, 700 uh, but they're the first team now to beat Battlefords twice, and they did one better. They're the first team to beat them three times. They've won three out of four games against the former number one ranked team in the country. So, yeah, confidence is at an utmost five for the Humboldt Broncos. And I know there was only three goals separating the two games, but in my opinion, they weren't mm -hmm. really that close. The Broncos outshot them 99 to 57. Uh, they were putting pressure on the D. It was transition through the neutral zone has been the biggest change for the Broncos through the new year. So they're averaging the second most shots on net and they're giving up the least amount in the league. So, and that's all due to their speed and transition through the neutral zone, clogging in the gaps. It was three goals separating, but uh, the humble Broncos really dictated the pace. And I think that they got to come in uh, to the, you know, second push here close to the playoffs thinking that mm -hmm. they got Battleford's number. Now, worth mentioning on Friday nights, uh, the Balfour North Stars with, were without their mm -hmm. entire number one line. Two of the th two thirds of that returned on Saturday. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, Rory, when you look at you know this win for the Humboldt Broncos, how do you think they can build off this going into the you know the rest of the regular season? I think it's it started actually from the Christmas break when they came into January. You looked at the schedule; they faced Flinflon three times, Melford twice, Battlefords twice. They've won six out of those sure. eight games. So just keep doing right. what you're doing from the new year because it's balanced offense. You're getting capable goaltending now from Pitlick and Motu. I mean, you look at some of these numbers. Cage Newins, who we're going to have later on the show, we'll talk to him about the two games mm -hmm. and his thoughts. He's got seven points in his last three games. Alex Soretsky has 11 mm -hmm. goals in his last 12 games. Dalen Weagle, even from the blue line, 10 points in his last 10 games. So you're just getting a combined effort from everyone from the top to bottom. And it's the best hockey they've been playing this season. And that's how you build on it. For sure. Jamie, I'll ask you on the, on the other side of things for the Balfords North Stars, uh, the team's now lost three out of four games uh, in, you know, in the last week and a half. Uh, do you think there's any cause for concern for the Balfour North Stars? A concern, no. And I interviewed Braden Klamosko when he was when the when the stars were in Wilcox to take on the Hounds. That was a nine six crazy game. Obviously, you guys remember. Right. <laughs> Josh Cote gave up six goals. He hadn't given up four uh, in a long time, and and no more than four in the season up until that point. And so there were some warning signs. I think Braden Klamosko saw it. Uh, you know, Humboldt went four for eight on the power play over that two time. If you're Fifty percent on the PK, you're probably not going to win too many hockey games over a series either. And you know, so Braden Klamosko knows that there was, you know, there was going to be some adversity. He said those that man that the, that like that exactly in an interview I did with him. He said adversity will come, uh, and then you know we need it. We need to know that you know our guys will overcome it. Adversity's going to come in the playoffs too. But they're so far ahead, you know, in first place. They're human beings. They're teenagers right. and twenty-year-olds, you know. So it's going to happen. And, and yeah, I think there's zero, uh, there's zero concern from Battlefords. Obviously, Brandon Klamosko, Yuri Childero, is very competitive people. 
and they'll get things right. And it comes right away for them in a very interesting one at the, up at the Access Communications Center uh, against LaRange coming up. Should be very interesting, but I have no concern at all for Battleford. And you mentioned adversity is, you know, was eventually going to come and it's probably, you know, for the stars, they're probably happy the adversity is coming now rather than mm -hmm. potentially coming uh, in the postseason. Well, you touched on, uh, Nugzi, you touched on LaRange, so let's go there next. They picked up seven out of a possible eight points this week. It started with uh, a loss to the Balfords North Stars in overtime on Tuesday, but then uh, three straight wins this weekend, seven out of a possible eight points, and now they've climbed all the way up into uh, second place in the SJHL. Just your thoughts on uh, how the Ice Wolves played yeah. this weekend? Well, first of all, uh, you know, I give them a lot of credit, but there's only one mm -hmm. other team in the SJHL that's better at home this year so far than Battleford, or than the uh, only Battleford's is better at home than LaRange, I should <laughs> say. And they play, uh, the Ice Wolves do a style of hockey, especially at home, that, uh, how do I put this diplomatically, forces the refs to decide. You know, whether they're going to call everything. And they play on the edge. They have 277 more penalty minutes at home than any other home team in the SJHL in terms of home game PIMS. And only they're only ninth on the road. But 277 more PIMS at home, which is a staggering number. I couldn't believe it when I looked at the, uh, the stats. But, you know, it works for them. And, you know, uh, the right. two games against Estevan, they, they were, it was a bit of a bloodbath. You know, the Estevan's the fifth most penalized team in the league and they're not going to, you know, they're no shrinking daisies. They're a big group too. And I think Jason mm -hmm. Tarnick wasn't thrilled with how, you know, his team played over the two games either, but uh, you know, LaRange will challenge you physically. They'll challenge you mentally in all sorts of ways to stay physical, especially, you know, in their rank. And, and they seem to get timely goals when they need it. They get timely saves. Though for Chirico was excellent in the two games against Estevan, Dawson Smith, good against Notre Dame and you know for the for the that Notre Dame 3-2 game you know for the, for the Hounds to, to go in there you know I think it shows a lot for this Notre Dame team without Jared Sitch without Vinnie Palmerine without Roxy Rocky Bird you know with with a bunch of guys dealing with injuries while playing too you know for them to to kind of match that intensity for 60 minutes and almost win and have a third period lead in a third and three in LaRange shows a lot but you know this LaRange team you know they, they find a way, way to win by by nook or by crick and, and as I said they'll challenge They'll challenge you and they'll challenge the refs and they'll challenge everybody to, to match that intensity. They they play hard and I don't think, uh, you know, the Humboldts and the Battlefords and them will not want to take them on in the, in the playoffs at any point. It's not going to be fun, especially at the Mel. For sure. I'm going to, to build off that, Rory, I'll give you this question then. When you, we've talked about uh, the seeding between, you know, two and six in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League right now, uh, just looking at the standings, you know, separated by seven points. But when it comes to teams that probably would like, uh, out of the teams that probably need home ice advantage the most in the first round, uh, do you think uh, LaRange is one of them? I'd actually counter it saying I think Estevan is one of them because Estevan's minus 22 goal differential on the road. They're plus 22 at Fair. home. Like, it's a scary stat for me for Estevan on the road. But if we're talking about playoffs, can this be an opening round playoff series, please? Sure Holy can. moly, do these two teams not like each other. And I would love to see them go back and forth between Estevan and that building with their fans and the Mel in LaRange, where they're <laughs> so difficult to play against. Plus 42 goal differential for LaRange at home as well. But 120 penalty minutes in that second game, uh, I'd say this is a series that would go seven, just like last mm -hmm. year's SJHL finals with home team winning every game because they're two, a tale of two 
uh, stories when LaRange is at home and on the road, and especially Estevan, too, at home or on the road. But please, hockey gods, opening round series, <laughs> Ice Wolves and the Bruins, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think uh, fingers crossed from uh, everyone here at SJL Weekly uh, potentially about that series. Uh, one team I want to move on to, guys, is the Nippon Hawks. We talked about them last week. Uh, you know, they're playing some really good hockey for this young team. They're probably playing their best hockey of the season. They've won five straight now. They won three straight this week, Jamie. And uh, all of a sudden, when you look at the standings, they're only five points back of the Melford Mustangs for six. Maybe just talk about their play and and the fact that, you know, we talked about with these this Nippon Hawks club you know prior to christmas the biggest concern was how many pucks they were allowing in the back of the net and now all of a sudden they're playing some really good defense and i mean all three wins they had this week they won three two yeah they only have one loss in 2023 so far even yeah. so nippowin is really doing well and there's also nobody in the league that's better at a shootout than nippowin they they are phenomenal alex ochitwa you know if there if there was somebody in the league that you maybe want to take one shot and, and think he's probably going to put in the back of the net. Alex Ochitwa has maybe been the best shootout guy in the league. He's got three goals on three opportunities, and he's been huge for them. And, and you know what? They also, you know, two, we talked about those neutral site games. They won both neutral site games that they played in, in uh, Wadena and Rosetown. Uh, you know, lots of respect dealt to the people that, the teams that deserve it. Every team in this league is good. But their last four games were Melville, Yorkton, Melville, Kindersley. So, you know, it's still time for Nippowin to, to show it, uh, you know, when the, they're facing teams above them in the schedule. But, you know, you, again, we got to give Tad Cozen a lot of credit. We talked a lot about it, right? The, the identity of this team was that they could score a lot of goals. And, and Braxton Buckberger has been an absolute fire. Got nine points and six goals in the, the last seven games. And, and, you know, he's producing and Carson Dobson is producing. And as a team, they've really tightened it up and and you know they're, they're they were really far tad cozen and tried not to be doug johnson and now they're trying to meet in the middle and take some of the things from the <laughs> doug johnson era maybe and 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 try to get the best of both and you know big time kudos to tad cozen for bringing that out of these kids it's hard to change identity kind of in the middle of a season but uh you know in, in jackson feldner and that deserves a lot of credit and damon cunningham too both two very solid goalies the nippowin hawks have found a way to do that. They they beat the team. You can only beat the team that you're facing right now. Um, some down teams in there right now. Of course, that can change. But, uh, you know, got lots of kudos to, to win five of six uh, so far in 2023. Rory, you had a point? Uh, yeah, you know, the Nippon Hawks, six out of their seven games since uh, 2023 has turned the calendar, been decided by one goal. And they've won four mm -hmm. out of those six games. So, you know, like they beat Melford by one goal. Then they lose to Melford by one goal. They lose to LaRange by one goal. Then they beat Melville, Yorkton, Kindersley, you know, teams below them. But they're all close games. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and you know that part of a swimming pool where that divides the shallow end from the deep end and it's a little bit of a slope. You sometimes yeah. step on it and you're like, whoa, and then you go into the deep end. That's the Nippon Hawks to me. Because on both sides, the Nippon Hawks, they sometimes slip into the deep end with the upper echelon of the league. And we're like, yeah, they're they're in there. They're a really, really good team. And then if you're not uh, you know, alert against the Nippon Hawks and you take them lightly, well, you're slipping on that slope as well, and they're gonna take advantage and beat you. So the Nippon Hawks are just right there. They're flirting with being one of the top teams, they're beating the teams they're supposed to be. Uh, and they're coming out of these one goal games. So the credits to the coaching mm -hmm. staff to having these players that we thought they would be a year away to have them dialed in right mm -hmm. now. And uh, they're, they're a slippery slope, those Nippowin Hawks. And yeah. it's uh, any game they can, they can take out the best. That's for sure.
And and I just want to add one more thing too. Sorry, just one more thing, Jeremy. I apologize. I'm very, very happy for Braxton Braxton Buckberger. Mm -hmm. You know, his brother Boston gets so much press. His little brother, you know, Ronan gets a lot of press. You know, he's still in U18. And Braxton, you know, very talented kid, good forward. You know, plays plays the game hard the right way. You know, he it's great to see a guy whose brothers are getting a lot of the kind of the kudos, quote unquote. And Braxton deserves a lot. There's a lot too. He's been phenomenal. You know, since he dealt with a couple of injuries. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's great for Ted Cozen to have a guy like that to rely on. But just from a personal human standpoint, great for uh, Braxton as well. I was just going to tell the guys in the back to uh, clip that analogy of the Nip One Hawks from Rory because that was 10 out of 10. Uh, the Hawks uh, this week looking to try and continue uh, their winning streak. They host Yorkton tomorrow. Then they have a home and home with LaRange. So uh, a good weekend for the Nip One Hawks. Uh, finally, guys, the one team, other team I want to talk about is the Weyburn Red Wings. I mean, two back-to-back wins over the Melville Millionaires. Now all of a sudden they have sole possession of uh, the eighth seed and they're playing some really good hockey, Rory. Uh, they're playing unbelievable hockey. So you mentioned mm-hmm. that two points up on Notre Dame. Notre Dame has one game in hand. That's an even race that I expect it uh, to be right down to the wire between those two teams. Now, yes, more teams can enter that race, but right now it's Weyburn and, and Notre mm-hmm. Dame for me for that final eight spot uh, just at this time. But how good has Ty Mason been? But also how big has Riley Morgan been for Ty Mason? Yeah. Those two have 37 combined points in 13 games since Riley Morgan has become a Weyburn Red Wing. So, you know, it was a high price to get him out of LaRange, but what it's done is gotten the Weyburn Red Wings to be one of the most competitive teams, have one of the most uh, energetic top lines with Mason and Morgan and Hassman. Those guys combined for, you know, a litany of points this weekend as well. And uh, yeah, they're, they're a team that's, you know what? At one point, maybe in November, thought, yeah, it's, it's still a year out. It's tough for Weyburn, you know, been a couple of years without playoffs, but one trade, now a top line, great goaltending, and they're an eighth spot. So kudos to them. And what I'd like to add to that, too, is, you, you know, we've talked about, you know, the addition, obviously, of Riley Morgan, uh, Turin, Hassman, Mason, but Jacob Kalen has eight goals in his last nine games for the Weyburn Red Wings. They're getting contributions from everyone, which has obviously helped them in their play. Uh, Nugsy, just your thoughts on the Wings play as of mm-hmm. late. Yeah, you know what? They, they've been great. You know, you talked about uh, Nippon coming out flying in, uh, in 2023. Well, you know, Weyburn has been, uh, has been just as good. Five wins out of seven uh, in 2023. And the losses were to Battlefords, which a lot of people have. And, and that game in Radville, that the Hounds actually played extremely well as well. Could have gone either way, though, at different times. And I also just want to throw a, a thought about Melville there for a second, too, who, who, uh, who Weyburn just played. Um, you know, Jackson Martin's, you know, part of that Zach Kane deal. He has four goals in four straight games as well. And, you know, I think, you know, for a kid like Jackson going from a Flin Flon team, the only team he's known, first of all, as a 20 year old and a team that he mm-hmm. went to the Centennial Cup with, SJHL finals, could have been hard, hard mentally on a young kid. But to come in with the attitude and produce and play really well, like he did, has been in Melville, speaks a lot to his character. I know, Rory, you were extremely high on him and said that that trade was extremely even between Kane and, and Martins if not even in the favor you know of Melville and you know Jackson Martins has proven something to me in terms of character even more than his talent which you know we already knew was considerable 
And you touched on Zach Kane. Well, Zach Kane and the Flint Flon Bombers also picked up two points uh, this weekend with a 5-2 win over the Notre Dame Hounds. So that's this past weekend, kind of in a nutshell, the big storylines coming away from last or this past weekend. After the break, we will be pleased to be joined by forward for the Humboldt Broncos, Cage Newens. Of course, the Broncos, we touched on it. Uh, three big wins uh, this past week for Humboldt, and uh, Newens was a big part of it. So we'll chat with Cage right after the break. This is SJHL weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jeremy, Rory, and Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we are going to head to the video chat line where we're pleased to be joined by Humboldt Broncos forward, Cage Newins. Cage, thanks so much for joining us today. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's going really well. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's always a good day when we get to talk hockey for sure. Uh, Cage, first and foremost, I'll give you a nice easy question to start. Two big wins over uh, the uh, Battle for North Stars this weekend. Uh, what do you think of your team's performance? Yeah, it was unreal. Um, huge confidence booster for um, our team in general and then just for everyone personally too, I think. Um, obviously, Battleford was super hot there. They won whatever it was, 25, 30 games in a row. Um, and they're a great team. They're a really good team. Um, a lot of returning guys, a lot of older guys that have been playing really good for them this year. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're human and they're beatable. And I think we proved that this weekend, not only once, but twice in regulation. So I think that was huge for our team. Jamie? Yeah, Cage, thanks for doing this. You know, I got to ask you, you know, you, you came through, uh, you know, the VI and, and Junior B there in BC and a, a bit in the Dow, but then, you know, jumped right into Humboldt. And it seems like you've really been able to kind of marry that that uh, hard physical style, you know, take some time in the penalty box, but also fill the net and, and be able to balance it really well. You know, I, mean, I was wondering how Scott Barney, and, and, you know, has helped you, I guess, sort of make that perfect balance maybe of, of you know, being aggressive and physical and, and that kind of thing, but also being a, a points guy too. Yeah, I mean, he's he's such a good players coach. Like he really lets you be creative and kind of play your own style. You know, he's not like a, a huge systems guy where you have to be a robot out there and, and playing the systems down to 100% down to the T. Um, and he's just, he's helped me a lot develop since the day I got here with my physical side of the game, you know, my, my scoring side, my offensive side. And then even the little things just on the D side of the game too. So he's he's been huge um, helping me in the last year and a half, just kind of developing and becoming a better hockey player all around. So I can't thank him enough for that really. He's he's one of the one of, if not the best coach I've ever had for sure. So he's he's a huge help. Rory? Nui, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, uh, the Humble Broncos are playing some of their best hockey in 2023. We looked at the schedule, right? Three games against Flan, two against Melford, two against Battlefords. What's been kind of leading the charge for you guys collectively in the new year after getting the reset at the Christmas break and then coming out the way you guys have? Yeah, I think just kind of having a fresh start coming into the new year was pretty big for us. You know, it was a little up and down uh, in 2022, kind of at the end of the year there, which is all right. I mean, it happens. Um, but you know, this year we kind of just came in with a fresh start with a fresh mindset and we've been playing our best hockey. Um, that's all you can really say about it. And especially when we have our full healthy lineup, we're, 
Our team mm-hmm. is so good, so deep. I mean, all four lines have been producing, playing well in the D zone, playing well everywhere. Our goalies have been next to the best. Like they've been unbelievable. Our D men have been unbelievable. Uh, everything is just kind of starting to click how I think it was, uh, you know, just, just meaning to happen soon enough. And it's really good to see for, for a confidence thing and kind of coming, coming into the near ends of the season somewhat. It's really good mm-hmm. to see, um, that we're beating these, these top teams and playing our best hockey right now. So it's, it's good. Cage, I wanted to go back to this past Saturday's game against Battleford. Uh, you guys played the game in Martinsville as part of Hockey Day in Saskatchewan. I just wanted to get a player's perspective of how that experience was and what the atmosphere was like uh, for you uh, being a part of that event. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. It honestly, it reminded me of like my minor hockey days, you know, in the, in the small rinks. Uh, you know, there's people everywhere. It kind of reminded me of like a like a like a weekend tournament, you know, when you're in Pee Wee or Adam, right. there's kids running around everywhere. Um, you know, there's games on before you to watch. Um, small, small rink. It was it was really fun. Like I enjoyed it. It uh, you know, it honestly didn't feel like junior hockey. Like it felt like a like a you're growing up and you're in a tournament again. And I thought that was really cool because I, I haven't experienced that in a very long time. So I loved it. I enjoyed it. Great atmosphere. Great barn. Great fans. Obviously, a huge win. So I can't complain at all. It was a it was a great time. Jamie, yeah, yeah, Cage. You know, I think I think about you, and the, one of the things that stands out to me is is that shot of yours that that one timer. I, I think certainly near the top of the league in terms of hardest shots. Would, would you say that you have the hardest shot, you know, on the team, maybe even the league? I guess where would you kind of rank yourself, and and how is it that you got such such a shot like that? What a weapon that is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't really say I would rank it um, top of the league or top of the team. Really, I don't really look at that kind of thing. But I just try to try to use it to my advantage as much as possible. There's a lot of guys that can shoot really well on our team and in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, growing up, I shot a lot of pucks with my dad and my younger brother. You know, we would go out into our backyard um, and just shoot pucks all day, play hockey all day. And that's always been my, my kind of my strength. My strongest weapon is my shot. And I think just over the years, um, as I've gotten stronger um, and my body's developed more, my shot's gotten better. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I just try to use it to my, to my advantage as much as possible. So, yeah, it's a, definitely a big strength and a big help in my game for sure. Rory? Cage, I know you said um, uh, I know you said that you enjoyed Martinsville. Just a quick question for you: Did uh, the humble Bronco trainer Skip? Did he enjoy it as much as you did? Because I know it could be a lot of chaotic for for old Skipper there. Did he like it? <laughs> I don't know how much Skip enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty chaotic for him with kids running around and and you know having to do his thing. But um, I think he enjoyed it a little bit. But I also think he he could only do it once a year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, once a year is enough for him. When you when you yeah. look at the playoff race, Cage, uh, for the Humboldt Broncos, you know how tight it is between second and, I mean, even Nippowin's claw- crawling into that picture, second and seventh. How exciting is it, and, you know, for the whole team to be playing every game being so meaningful because, you know, a little bit of slump, and then you're out of a home ice playoff advantage. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, and uh, I think it's really important, too, to kind of play these really important games right now before playoffs even starts, um, just to get into the playoff mindset because, you know, I think obviously we're going to make the playoffs and, you know, we're going to have to be playing our best hockey to go on a good run with with these top teams that have been playing just as just as good as we have. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, you fall off a couple of games, you know, you lose, you lose home ice or you, you go down in the standings quite a bit. So every game is really important right now. Um, all the top teams have been playing really well and it's just, it's super tight right now. And it's, it's actually really good to see. Um, but yeah, the games are very important for us as a team wise and um, just on a personal level too. even just getting into the playoff mindset before playoff starts, I think is important for everyone. Now, Cage, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you were announced uh, to being named to one of the SJHL teams at the SJHL-MJHL Showcase. So first and foremost, congratulations. But how excited are you for uh, that event next week? Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super proud of everybody, uh, all the 11 guys that, that got chosen for my team. Everyone deserves it. And I'm also just really excited to be able to do it with a couple of guys um, in their last year, you know, the 20-year-olds and a few guys that I played with last year. Um, you know, they're super duper deserving of it. Guys like Ciccarelli, uh, Suretsky, um, you know, Barls, guys that I played with last year. Um, yeah, it's 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 special to me and I know it's special to them too. Um, so I'm very excited for it. I'm excited to do it with them. And I'm uh, I'm excited to have Barnes behind the bench and especially old Skippy there. He, he deserves it too. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sorry. La last one for me. I keep jumping over Jeremy there. It's, uh, I'm I'm I'm, ah, I'm learning. Uh, Cage, uh, bear with me here. <laughs> um, you know, I gotta ask you about the. You know, you talk about your team being veteran and very talented, and that is obviously true. But uh, Scott Barney has also shown time and time again that he will show trust in young kids if they produce. And you know, the very interesting addition mid-season straight review eighteen for Matthew Van Blericom, obviously. You know, Karsten Cater's been there all year, you know, bringing, you know, a Tim Kim, what we all know what he can do when he's going to. So, you know, what's it kind of been like for you being uh, all of a sudden out of the nowhere, almost probably <laughs> strange enough for you to be an older guy, maybe take some of these young kids under your wing. And how surprised maybe are you with the maturity that you've seen uh, in them? And, and I mean, specifically, even uh, Van Blericom and, and Cater. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't see it often, like 16-year-old guys um, playing like 20 minutes a night and producing every night. So, and I mean, that just goes to show how good of a developer Barnes is and how confident he is in all of his guys, whether, you know, you're 16 or 20 or you played 200 games or five games. You know, he, he has full confidence in every guy, you know, that they're going to go out and play their best every night, no matter the age or... or, you know, whether they're a veteran or not. And it's awesome to see young guys coming up and, Obviously, it's really good for our organization, too. Obviously, Cater's committed D1. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that Van Blaircom will be committed D1 in the next year. He's an unbelievable player, too. Uh, and to be able to do what he's doing coming right out of midget, too, and have the confidence that he has right now, just under a point per game, it's super impressive. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, these guys are, like, they're, they're top-end players. You know, you can play them with 20-year-olds. You can play them with young guys. Um, the age thing really doesn't seem to matter for Barnes or for anyone because, you know, they're they're supposed to be out here they're meant to be out here and, and they're playing great so i don't think age is a is a big deal right now at all cage it's now time for everyone's favorite segment of the new year it's rory's rapid fire so four quick questions for you all right no thoughts just first thing that pops into your head i'm gonna hit you right now your favorite rink to play in of course martinsville was a great scene but outside of humboldt what's your favorite rink to play in uh, I'll have to say Flin Flon because of those crazy fans. 
<laughs> Flint Flom and the Whitney Forum, no surprise there. If I was sick and forced to miss a game as a broadcaster, which player do you think would be a good fill-in on the Broncos? Uh, probably Cassie. <laughs> I think Casper could do a decent job. <laughs> All right. How about a teammate that you would not trust with your phone? With my phone? Ooh. Definitely <laughs> Alex Soretsky. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I asked uh, the two Melford Mustangs last week on the show. You are uh, going to the showcase. Congratulations. Do you maybe have a player that you're interested playing with outside of the Broncos? You guys are obviously on the team with uh, the Flint Flon Bombers, the Nippo and Hawks, a couple other teams. But is there one that maybe you'd like to line up with on your team? Um, I think it would be pretty cool to play with any of these guys that have been playing against for a while now. You know, guys like on Flint Flon, those those top end guys have been around for a while. You know, the guys like Vockler and Tremblay and Mercier. Um, it's always, it's always fun playing against them because they're such great players and, you know, they, they bring out the best in themselves and they bring out the best in me. Um, so I think it'd be cool to play with any of them. Really any of the guys that are on the team that I've been playing against are all great players. And I think uh, it would just be cool to play with them for a night. So I'm, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it and it's going to be a good time. Jeremy. Well, Cage, before we let you go, uh, thanks so much again for joining us. We really appreciate it. But we have to let you know that with your uh, performance this week, you've been named SGU MVP of the week. So congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, and we appreciate you hopping on SJHL Weekly. Best of luck this week and uh, the rest of the season with the Humboldt Broncos, Cage. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That is Humboldt Broncos forward Cage Newins, which we just announced as SGU MVP of the week. We will announce the rest of the players of the week coming up after the break. And we'll also be joined by Alex Schweitzer of Sask Energy to learn more about the Sask Energy Kids Sport Partnership for Goals for Kids. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday, wherever you're tuning in from uh, across Saskatchewan or across uh, wherever you are in uh, on the SJHL social media platforms. But we're going to head back to the video chat line where we're pleased to be joined by the Supervisor of Community Engagement for Sask Energy, Alex Schweitzer. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. How's it going today? I'm good. How are you, Jeremy? It's going great. Looking forward to catching up because obviously right now the Sask Energy Kids Sport Goals for Kids program is well underway. I know we chatted at the beginning of the season, but overall, how's everything going with the partnership uh, this year? Yeah, just a quick re recap. Goals for Kids Sport, long-standing partnership between Sask Energy Kids Sport and the SJHL, which we're really proud of, that's aimed at helping youth participate in sport, reducing financial pressure often associated with accessing sport activities. So we're excited, ninth season. And yes, we're here to give the update on uh, the Kids Sport Cup and the thousandth goal. So I guess really like the key thing about the program is that for every home goal scored, we donate $20 to KidSport to a maximum of $20,000. So that's a thousand goals. And as part of that, we're on a race, as you know, for the KidSport Cup, which uh, I guess that's what we're here to give an update on. So currently, <laughs> I think we're at 814 home goals so far. 
We are slowly climbing. As my math this morning, uh, we are, after this past weekend, I do believe we're at 879 goals at home okay. following this weekend with lots of goals at home. So if my math is correct, and I'm going to apologize in advance, Alex, my math is not the greatest. That's why I got into broadcasting. But that means <laughs> we're at $17,580 already raised so far this year for Kidsport, which is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. We love this program. We love that it's tied to the home goals. What a fun way to celebrate it. So um, in the lead for the Kids Sport Cup that goes along with that, you probably have a little bit more of an updated standing, but so far, <laughs> actually, maybe I should leave that to you because I'm wondering if I have the <laughs> most current after, after this weekend because we had some games. So maybe I'll leave that to you who's currently leading. So it's funny because uh, for most of the season, Alex, it was the Balfour North Stars who had been sitting at the top of the SJHL standings. They were in the lead for the longest time. They had a massive lead at one point. But now after four games this week, it is the LaRange Ice Wolves who sit in first in the okay. Kidsport Cup with 106 goals for it. They have played the most home games so far, but we have a new leader in the clubhouse going into this week. So the race is coming down to the wire now. That's yes. Okay. That matches what I had too. So yeah, we're excited to see that back and forth. I'm sure the North Stars will have something to say about that in their next game, <laughs> which we'll be excited to watch. But yeah, it's fun. We'll see. Last year, uh, we saw that winner, Esteban was the winner of the Kids Sport Cup. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see who takes it home this year as we come into the, uh, I guess, last part of the season here, which is hard to believe. Uh, you know what, we, I talked to you about this at the beginning of this season and obviously the last couple of years has been difficult on, on everyone, but for you guys and this partnership, what does it mean to be back in the arenas being able to have kids sport game nights again? What it means so much. It's such a valuable part of this sponsorship, this partnership. We love getting out there, engaging with the communities, being able to tie in our Sask Energy Network members, getting them to participate, having some fun activities at the rink. Um, it's just that's what hockey is all about. And that's one of the things we love about mm -hmm. this sponsorship is it's we find that hockey, those community centers, the rinks, they're the heart of the communities. So pulling everybody back together, it's just, yeah, it's been a long time coming. And we're just so proud to be part of that and helping facilitate just positive experiences in the communities. I guess, you know what, I mentioned we're at 879 goals right now uh, for, for home goals, I should say, uh, you know, going into this week, four games again tomorrow. So, you know, my math, again, it's not perfect, but you have to think that we're going to see probably getting close to the 1,000th goal maybe in the next couple of weeks. Uh, how excited are, are you guys, I guess, for that moment to, find, uh, to happen? And then do you have anything special planned, I guess, for uh, the person or the player who scores the 1,000th home goal? We do. Uh, good question. We celebrate that symbolic thousandth goal with a little presentation and a medal. Um, so we're really looking forward to seeing who that is this year. I was just pulling that up. It was uh, the Laurent Ice Wolves actually last year. Uh, Brian Gilman uh, was the lucky uh, winner of that uh, presentation and scored that symbolic goal. So we'll see where that ends up this year. Uh, maybe not Larange and it's not uh, eight hours away, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what? Regardless, you can stay up to date with uh, the Kids Sport Cup wherever uh, you ingest your uh, SJHL news across the SJHL social media platforms. Uh, Alex, anything else you'd like to touch on just regarding uh, the partnership between Kids Sport and Sask Energy, and of course, uh, the goals for uh, Kids Sport uh, and the Kids Sport Cup? Yeah, I think the one of the other main pieces of the partnership is the Volunteer Champion Awards that we're also really proud right. of. They often end up uh, being the great billet families that we see in the communities. So we're really proud of that piece of the uh, sponsorship partnership as well and look forward to continuing those presentations throughout the game nights that are coming up. Just again, Sask Energy is known as the champion of volunteers throughout Saskatchewan and what a great tie to be able to support those billet families and those awards in the communities. So we recognize those award winners at each of the game nights. And I was just pulling up some information before this and we've already seen eight of our 11 game, game nights having been mm -hmm. completed. We've got three more chances for people to participate. We've got February 10th in Esteban, February 21st in Nipawin and February 28th in Yorkton. So a big month in February for us. So we'll We'll be watching closely from Sask Energy to see how the season shakes out and looking forward to those presentations of the Kids Sport Cup and the thousandth goal uh, winner. Yeah, a couple more uh, Kids Sport game nights. The 1,000th goal is just around the corner. So uh, some a very exciting time when it comes to uh, the Kids Sport Cup and, of course, this amazing partnership. Alex, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon uh, once that 1,000th home goal uh, gets scored in the SJHL. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That is Alex Schweitzer, the Supervisor of Community Engagement for Sask Energy. And of course, again, like I mentioned, if you want to stay up to date with everything when it comes to the Kids Sport Cup and the partnership for uh, the goals for kids sports, you can pay uh, go to sjhl.ca where you can see the latest updates. Uh, and like we mentioned, the 1,000th goal is just around the corner um, for the Kids Sport Cup, which is really exciting. So it's time to bring back in our great co-hosts, Rory McGorn and Jamie Nugenbauer. And we're not going to forget this week guys and I take blame for it for last week uh, players of the week we already touched on players of the week uh, SGU MVP Cage Nguyen's we we announced it to him uh, what a week Rory two goals five assists for Cage Nguyen's and uh, leading the way for the Broncos with uh, three big victories this past week yeah, he's been a force all over the ice as Jamie asked him how he blends his game on the line physically, uh, toughness, grit, tough to play against, and then the offensive side of his game too. Seven points in three games, but you have to you go back even farther. He's got 10 points in his last five games combined with 36 penalty minutes across those five games. So, you know, he's just a, a guy that no one really wants to play against. He's tough, he's physical, and he scores on you too. So, great week for him to have the Broncos go 3-0. Yeah, and like you mentioned, a, a big week for the humble Broncos. Uh, Jamie, let's move on to uh, the Super U defenseman of the week. And I know we definitely uh, kind of went back and forth a little bit on this one, but we ended up deciding on Liam McInnes from the LaRange Ice Wolves, a goal and four assists. And a, a big week for the LaRange Ice Wolves and, and getting Liam McInnes back in the lineup. Uh, that's a big boost for uh, the LaRange Ice Wolves back end. Yeah, a huge boost. You talk about trade deadline acquisitions. I mean, getting him back from injury, what, a, what an acquisition right. for LaRange, right? I mean, think <laughs> about that for a second. He hadn't played since October the 25th, and he has been absolutely lights out since to just jump right back in and be effective. He has 15 points in 14 games this year, and he had zero points 
in his first four games this year. So he has been deadly. And, you, you know, Rory talked about, you know, Cage Newens being a hard guy to play against. But Liam McInnes, one of the things that make the SJHL beautiful is that the, the talented players are also hard to play against. And Liam McInnes is hard mm-hmm. to play against. Great to see him back in action playing for Larange after a long time off. And I know Kevin Kaminsky is just thrilled. And all of a sudden that Larange decor is pretty deep. Yeah, 100%, because at the beginning of the year, they weren't getting too much offense from their blue line, but now they're really definitely contributing uh, for the LaRange Ice Wolf. So congratulations to Liam McInnes, uh, Super U Defenseman of the Week. Moving on to Direct West Rookie of the Week, Rory, and we're going back to the Humboldt Broncos and Matthew Van Blericom, a goal and two assists. Uh, maybe just talk about his play, not just this week, but really since joining the Humboldt Broncos and how impressive he has been uh, for them. I think the most impressive thing about Van Blaircom is uh, as a 16-year-old player, he's not shy from getting in the messy areas, from getting physical, from kind of being a, a, a bit of a thorn in the side, to put it politely. Uh, he has that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Brad Marchant type of angle to his game where you just don't really like him when you're going up against him. And uh, he's got five points in his last five games. He's, you know, nearly a point-per-game player. And I know Cage Dewan's really hyped him up saying, uh, that Division One scholarships coming uh, with the year, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes in the next week, right? That's the kind of hockey that Van Blair comes playing, and uh, there's going to be an NCAA team out there that's really lucky to get him. But yeah, he kind of just a little bit of sandpaper, some offensive ability. Of course, he was you know drafted sixth overall back in June, and the Broncos got a good one with that pick. 100% they did. So congratulations to Matthew Van Blaricom, Direct West Rookie of the Week with a goal and two assists this past week. Mm-hmm. And finally, Jamie, uh, we head to the Sastel Goalie of the Week, and we decided on Jackson Fellner of the Nippon Hawks. Two wins, a goals against average of 1.92. And really, since the acquisition of Jackson Fellner for the Nippon Hawks, they've kind of stabilized, you know, their goaltending, which was struggling at the beginning of the season. And we've seen a great turnaround for the Nippon Hawks. Yeah, and and not only two wins you mentioned there, uh, there, there Jeremy, but Rory's uh, color guy there in Martinsville, Jordan Fry, will know that playing neutral mm-hmm. site games in those small barns isn't easy, and he won both of those games mm-hmm. uh, at neutral site venues for Nippon at Wadena, and that Rosetown against Kindersley and and tight, right. you know, hard fought games too. So, you know, he was right in there. You know, again, talk about a kid who uh, you know has been through a bit in his career so far. You know, fought. This is his fifth team now in junior hockey in in two years. You know, you think about uh, in he was in the AJ, then he was in Weyburn, you know, then he was in Melfort, then he was in Junior B, and then now he's in Nippon. So, you know, a kid that's mentally kept it together to be a big part of you know, as you mentioned, what Nippon is doing. Big time kudos. He's a big boy. I think that helps, but uh, you know he's he's a very talented kid that uh, that teams have have kind of moved off on, and uh, Tad Cozon sure has a big smile on his face as a result. And I know he and and uh, Dana Dirks and everybody up there in Nippon are very happy with their goalie situation right now. For sure. So in recap, uh, SGEU MVP of the week, Cage Newens of the Humble Broncos with two goals and five assists. Super U defenseman of the week, Liam McInnes of the LaRange Ice Wolves with a goal and four assists. Direct West rookie of the week, Matthew Van Blaricom of the Humble Broncos, a goal and two assists. And Sastel goalie of the week, Jackson Fellner of the Nipwin Hawks. Two wins, so 1.92 goals against average and a 9-11 save percentage. Now I mentioned I, I wasn't going to forget about players of the week, but we did forget about one thing 
And that is the Tourism Saskatchewan highlight of the week. So we're going to head back to LaRange where we find this week's highlights. Have a look. Just here tonight in game 100 for the Regina product. He carries it into the zone. Walker Jerome, some steam, some moves, and he scores! Walker Jerome! As he beats her like a, like a rented mule. Wow, I mean, forehand to backhand, Elway. Yeah, great goal by Walker Jerome. And, uh, I mean, we talked about uh, Walker Jerome last week when it came to uh, the lineups for the uh, SJHL-MJHL showcase. And, I mean, uh, a great move there by Walker to help secure a win for uh, the LaRange Ice Wolves last week. Uh, Rory, uh, you, you mentioned you had something you wanted to bring up. Oh, I just thought, you know, everyone loves the rapid fire for the, uh, mm. for the interviews that we have. I thought we'd still have about eight minutes sure. time. I could throw you guys a couple of rapid fire questions as we sure. head into the, uh, as we head into the mm. showcase here, uh, starting with, uh, who, who's your guys pick? Uh, cause I know Jeremy, you're heading down to Manitoba for the MJSJ showcase. Who do you think is the SJHL MVP after the showcase games on the rookie team is the first question. And then the vet team is the follow-up question. Sorry to put you on the spot, but. Who do you got, Nugsy? Uh, Nugsy, you can go first on that one. Um, so on the on the on the veterans team, uh, just sort of based on the way that he's playing lately, and and how few people are talking about him, but how good he's been, uh, pretty much all year. It's Kate Runke for me for Estevan. I think he's been sensational. He's been good defensively, so he can really shoot it. Going with uh, I'm going with Kate Runke. And on the young gun side of things, you know what? Like it's, it's every every time uh, you know every time I watch Zach Summers, he does something uh, to to impress me. So he he's he's sort of my one A and then one B that'll open new people's eyes. I think, and I'm gonna stick with Estevan, and I'm gonna stick with Jag Pangura, who is such a pow powerful guy, power forward, maybe one of the best power forwards in this league. Doesn't matter his age. So. I'm going to go with Runky for the uh, old guys. I'm going to go with Pangura for the young kids and the Estevan <laughs> Bruins. There you go. <laughs> the old Send guys? Your checks, uh, charts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're the old guys. I don't know if the, <laughs> the players are yeah. the old guys there, Nugsy. Um, I'll go in a, a, a bit of a di different direction. I think one player that I think is going to get a lot of recognition, I think, after, after next week is going to be Xander Stewart of the Nippon Hawks. I would not be surprised if mm. we see... Uh, you know, potentially a commitment come down the pipe with how well he's played this season. I mean, he's done a little bit of everything for the Nippon Hawks uh, this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if anything comes down for him. On the young team, that's a tough one. Um... There's so many, we, I mean, we talked about it, guys, how good that young team is uh, for the SJHL. Um, I, I think right now with how well he's playing, I'll say Ty Mason of the Weyburn Red Wings because of how well he's played as of late. I mean, the confidence he's built through playing with a guy like Riley Morgan and how well the Weyburn Red Wings have been playing as of right now. Uh, I'll go with Ty Mason. How about you, Rory? What are, what are, what are your answers for your, for your question? Yes. You stole my rookie one. I was going to go Ty Mason as well. Yeah. Uh, so to shake it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it with Ty Mason. It's nothing wrong with the green. And uh, mm -hmm. for the vets, I'll take a dark horse. I'll go McGuire Ratslav of the Nippowin Hawks. I think uh, with that release mm, he one. has, and he's, all, he's the only Nippowin Hawk forward. So he's going to be getting some new teammates and maybe, I, I don't know how they're going to try to set McGuire Ratslav up on that team, but uh, I think Scott Barney will have some tricks <laughs> up his sleeve to get that shot off. And uh, I'll take Ratslav. 
I got one more for each of you quickly. Jeremy, okay. you had to put your play-by-play -play hat back on. Mm. Um, what yes. building would you like to call your first game back in? And for Nugsy, I know you love mm. talking about the Notre Dame Hounds, so I'll give you one last chance to. And uh, if you were sick, what <laughs> player would you want to fill in for you? Nugsy, you want me to go first? That's an easy yeah, answer for me. I'd, I'd say the Whitney Forum and Flynn Flon, 100%. I don't know. I, I talked with our good friend Rob Hart uh, when I went up there first uh, at the beginning of the season. And honestly, you just walk in that uh, that arena and, and the atmosphere is different. And uh, there, there's something magical about that place. So I'd easily have to say uh, the Whitney Forum. Nugsy, mm -hmm. what's, what about you for your question? So, so I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a booth together. I think uh, play by play Evan Vanden Heuvel would be really good. He's a great talker, and then just for pure <laughs> entertainment factor, just because he's totally a biggest one of the biggest goofs of my whole career is Tucker and Abney. <laughs> He is an absolute. Ah, yes. uh, he's an absolute character and a half. So so Evan Vanden Heuvel doing the play by play and Tucker and Abney doing the uh, doing the doing the color because he's very colorful. Well, and oh, everyone loves your, you your set. <laughs> everyone loves your segments with Tucker and Abane, Nugsy. Oh, he's a character, man. Oh, yeah, for that. sure. Well, before Thanks we, yeah, of course, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, before we go, we let's take a look at uh, the action resumes in the SJHL uh, tomorrow night. A big Tuesday night. Four games on the schedule. Uh, there's only three on this one, but that's because there is a rescheduled game, and that's between Larange and Battleford. Yorkton is going to be in Nipwin to take on the Hawks. Hawks looking for their sixth straight win. The Kindersley Clippers begin four games in five nights as they take on the Weyburn Red Wings. And then a big one at the Northern Lights Palace as the Melfort Mustangs play host to the Flynn Flon Bombers. And then on Wednesday, just one game on the schedule. Kindersley visits Wilcox to take on the Notre Dame Hounds. Eight o'clock puck drop. And then it's a busy weekend. We don't have the, the graphics for, for the weekend, but six games Friday, five games Saturday, it's a busy, busy week, and of course the races are, uh, well, they're tight, that's for sure, wherever you look at the standings. Rory, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, what are you looking at, and what are you paying attention to this week in the SJ? Yeah, I'm going to pick three, and I'll be quick. Ooh. The undefeated <laughs> okay. teams, I'm, I, got an eye, I got an eye on them. It's Humboldt, Weyburn, and the, uh, the slippery yeah. swimming pool, the Nippowin Hawks. So those three teams I'm keeping an eye on. I'm looking at Estevan sure. heading to Flin Flon. It's the first time that the Bruins are back into the Whitney Forum since last year's finals. And then, of course, the SJHL Showcase uh, coming up after the weekend as well. I'm also looking forward to getting back in studio and seeing you guys in person. I miss you. So uh, those are four things now that I will cross off the list <laughs> for this week. That's okay. That's okay. You can have multiple things. Nugsy? <laughs> Yeah, like the the two games, Larange and Battleford's. I mentioned it uh, earlier. I think yeah. that'll be special. See how Battleford's bounces back uh, after those two games against Humboldt and uh, Flinflon and Melford. I think Rory just mentioned it, but you know that one. And I don't know this for any sort of fact, but I, I you know, obviously, mm. I really hope just for them as kids that Jared Sitch and Vinnie Palmerine uh, might be back uh, <laughs> pretty soon. Really hope for them, and especially for Vinny Palmerine, I think, who's really close. You know, Rory talked about Van Blericom for a scholarship. I think Vinny Palmerine's probably pretty close, or would have been, especially if he didn't get hurt for so long. So good to, you know, might, would be really, really good to see them both back, as just as from a human perspective. So looking forward to hopefully seeing them and get some minutes before the SJM. Mm -hmm. 
For sure. It's going to be a great week in the SJHL before the SJHL MJHL showcase next week. Uh, before we go, though, we have to talk a little bit about the SJHL raffle, which is underway right now. Tickets are going fast. There's the graphic as the Polaris side-by-side -side pops up. Uh, tickets are un uh, Ticket sales are underway, I should say, and you can find all the ticket information at sjhlraffle.ca. One for 25, three for 60, 10 for 100. Uh, the deadline to purchase your tickets is April 23rd, and of course the draw will be done on April 27th. All the information uh, you need to know for the uh, SJHL Raffle is at sjhlraffle.ca. And we got to give a big shout out to our sponsors once again for all the great support that we have uh, on SJHL Weekly, Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, SASTEL, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, Young's Equipment, SGI. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support because without your support, uh, these shows would not be possible. Of course, you can stay up to date with everything in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League on the SJHL social media channel. So be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is where you can catch all the shows, features, highlights, and much, much more. So stay up to date with everything in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. For Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugenbauer, my name is Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another great episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms.